0: I have a friend who set a goal last year to read 52 books. She did it. I considered that for myself this year and oh how I wish I could do that. How I even how I wish I even thought that I could do that right now but I know I can't. If you decide that you want to do that, please keep me posted. And hear this. If you have made any resolutions for this year, set any goals for this year, I am in your corner cheering you on. I hope you achieve them and that you learn so much along the way to that. As we enter this new year, 2022, our Soul Matters Packet encourages us to look at the difference between New Year's resolutions, goals, and intentions. Resolutions are goals, and goals can be rather pursuit-oriented. It's about doing, they're about becoming something. something we go after, that we pursue, that we attempt to achieve. It is about doing. They're about achieving something more, uh, something different than what we have or who we are. Pursuit-oriented goals, they're focused on the future. Intentions, what we intend, may be more about being, Not about becoming more, but accepting the beingness of who we are now. For example, for me, accepting that I'm not someone who reads 52 books in a year, but being someone who admires those who can. Intentions are in the present moment, for the most part. They are lived each day, independent of achieving the goal or the destination, Goals are external achievements. Intentions are more about our relationship with ourselves and with others. Rather than pursuit, intention opens up space for something new to emerge, a way of being. Sometimes what we do can interfere with how we want to be, with who we are, with our authenticity. Intention or intentions, plural, may offer possibility, vision, connections. It allows for things, for relationships, to emerge. Emergent in the process of becoming, of coming into being. It matters who and what we are. Emergent Strategy is a book written by Adrian Marie Brown that coalesces in my mind with this month's theme of living with intention. In fact, I think it may be one and the same for me. Intention allows for what is possible to emerge. I cannot offer you in the short span of this, um, of our time together today, a book report on emergent strategy. But I do encourage you to get the book and check it out. It is not a book that's meant to be read cover to cover, front to back, although you can do it that way. It's not to be savored in short bursts, skipping around, find a poem or a story or a song or the two pages that Adrian Murray Brown says that if you read those, you have the essence of the book. Any of those would be useful, both for you as an individual and for you in community, any community that you're in, especially these days. I believe that emergent strategy is a way for us to be in these times. It relies on, what, on the lessons of nature, on what is really going on already, on biodiversity and biomimicry. Emerging through this period of rapid change and constant shift and pivoting, that's what we're doing. We're emerging. Octavia Butler reminds us the only constant is change. And Ursula K. Le Guin writes the only thing that makes life possible is permanent, intolerable uncertainty, not knowing what comes next. Honestly, I would I wouldn't mind knowing a bit of what comes next and being able to count on it. But that can only go so far. What I do understand about emergent strategy is that it's about relationship, the understanding that we are all in relationship with all that is. And all that is is in relationship with us. There can seem to be this tension, I think, or maybe it's a balance, but definitely a tension in our UU faith, especially when it comes to our principles, I think, around this, the first and the seventh. The first being the inherent worth and dignity, and and then the seventh being the interdependent web of existence of which we all are part. The first principle can sometimes lead to a bit of um, I-Church thinking. I'm there to get my needs met, to be fed, to be comfortable. I want things my way or I want things the way they've always been. It can tend toward a culture of individualism when it's out of balance. And the seventh principle is really about the power of we, the community, the collective, the whole what I preach again and again and again. In emergent strategy, Brown encourages us to move at the speed of trust and to accept that change is constant and inevitable. I encourage you to listen to this next reading, both from a personal individual lens and from a church congregational community lens.
1: Michelle. Cultivating Trust as an Organizing Strategy, Lessons from Mycelium Mushrooms by Adaku, Utah. Mycelium mushrooms have been one of my greatest teachers of trust. The word mycelium means more than one. The mycelium organism is a dynamic root system of mushrooms that utilizes trust as a mechanism to build and sustain a vast reciprocal underground network that connects the roots of trees and plants and skillfully shares nutrients and resources to support the health of the entire ecosystem with which it moves. This mycelial network cannot exist without trust the mycelium communication highway recognizes and believes in the collective ability to channel and receive nutrients where needed protect against parasites and expand roots into necessary sites of growth the network processes all the network process also fosters intergenerational relationships that welcome the myriad of ancient wisdom and connections that reside in older trees to benefit younger trees. These mushrooms affirm a commitment to building relationships of trust that encourage all life to bloom, one that I aspire to embody more and more in my organizing practice. It takes courage to bring our trust forward And invite another person to meet us there. This sometimes sure, often shaky surrender is an important or is an opportunity to discover something deeper than the confines of our individual experience. A catalyst to growth beyond ourselves, to find the place where love can exist, even when we are unsure of the destination. To embrace a kind of faith brave enough to yield a wider focus, often unseen with a singular lens. Cultivating trust illuminates the distinct potential to generate meaningful communication, yield collaboration grounded in sustenance, bolster collective commitment, and acknowledge the competence and worth. Trust intercepts blame and attack and invites care and compassion to take the lead. It takes the time to ensure that practices are aligned with values. In times of crisis, trust knows that you won't be intentionally hurt by comrades. It relies on our imagination's harvest and initiates possibility filled with hope and inspiration. It encourages us to delegate and share our work so imbalance dissolves and burnout fades. Trust invites us to come together for the sake of collective liberation.
0: Yesterday. Pete and Gabby and I spent several hours here at the building setting up, rehearsing, making sure that what we thought we needed to do was what we actually had and could do. It's taking a lot of thought and time. There were three of us in the sanctuary yesterday, but there are more than 30 people in this congregation working right now to help us come back together in person. But I digress. Yesterday, I was stressed. I could feel it in my body. I, could f- I knew it in my breathing. What was I so worried about, other than everything, right? Well, apparently, it showed. And Pete said, finally, Alice, you seem stressed. And rather than lie about it, I said, yes. I am stressed. He said, "Okay, then let's just talk through. So we did, which was fine. But midway through, something happened for me. I realized that I didn't really need to talk through it. What I realized was that I didn't have to have that conversation because I trust Pete to know what he's doing. And I trust Gabby to do what she does. I didn't interrupt that conversation, but something shifted for me so that I knew what questions to ask. And I wasn't any less stressed, but it felt a lot better that trust was there for me and that it was okay to just be and to be accepted even in my stress and anxiety to know that the mycelium network that we have built over the last two years was, in fact, working. It matters how we are together. How do we cultivate trust in our personal lives and in this congregation after what all of us have been through and are still going through? Over in Marie Brown says, It's where it begins. We trust from the start. We start with believing that everyone is trustworthy. And then we move at the speed of trust. What might that look like for you? For us? How will we be together, my people? Not our goals, not what will we do, not what we will pursue, but what are our intentions? How will we be in the coming days and months and today in this present time? In an interview with Priya Parker and Brene Brown, this was said, this is a quote, it's not like we're going to race back and everything's going to be solved we're in this extraordinary moment that resulted from a lot of pain and devastation and it's like the decks have been cleared for decades we have been gathering in very specific ways that in lots of cases haven't been working for people and rather than rushing back to those formats we actually have an opportunity to pause and to ask How do we want to do this now? What have we learned during this time about our congregational life and about our lives in general, about how we are together? At the core of it, what is it we do and what is needed right now? What have we learned about things like access and equity in this year of reckoning? I'm not worried about the conversations people are having to to figure out how to do this. I'm worrying about people skipping those conversations and just focusing on the logistics, end quote. Who can we be? What can we create from this beautiful oops of pandemic time that we are in? Because these times are evolving us into something different than what we were. I invite you to think about what emerging means for you. What does it look like for you and I invite you to imagine, rather than being closed and holding on tightly to what was, or wishing that things were the same, they aren't the same. They can't be the same. We are not the same. We can grieve what was, but we can't put it back. So rather than holding ourselves closed, Let us think of what opens us up. If we hold on so tightly to what was, we can't open to new possibilities. We may miss what and who may come our way. Let us allow for what wants to emerge in us. 2022, a new year filled with potential and possibility. So I invite you to name your intention. What is that one word? Allow it to come to you. One word of how you intend to be in this year. Not a goal, not something to pursue, but how you will be. A way to be that lives into who you are, into your beautiful, authentic self. Take a moment to think about it. May your intentions be realized. May your heart and your mind and your spirit remain open. May you allow for who you are to emerge as the gift that it is to be present in the light of God and in the light of love. Amen.